Hi, my name is Matthew, although you may know me by another name. My friends call me Maddie, and I should be dead. If you like, you can consider what you're about to hear to be a message from the beyond, my beyond. Could I be more sorry? <laughs> Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that have stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. Ah! What do you call this thing, anyway? Death in entertainment. All right, we got breaking news here. <laughs> Unfortunately, about 20 minutes ago, we just started getting word that Richard Mall dead. <laughs> Shocking. Star of Friends. No, not <laughs> Night Court. No, Night Court, Night Court, Night Court. But seriously, folks. Yeah. About 20 minutes ago, Star of Friends Matthew Perry died in his jacuzzi at his Pacific Palisades home. Kind of a nice way to go. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, people there are actually worse ways to die. You know, people died in World War One and like, <laughs> the mu- mustard gas. That is true. I mean, dying in a you know Malibu mansion in a hot tub with a view of the ocean—that's got to be a pretty good way. It's poetic. Yeah, yeah. There are worse ways to die for sure. But he was way too young. Let's be honest. Like Fif- you know, fifty-four years old, nineteen sixty-nine to twenty twenty-three. That is. Uh... Young man, super talented, uh, you know, you name it. He had everything going for him in his life. Yeah. And not everything's about money, but he was making something like a hundred million a year. Yeah. No, the cast of Friends, still to this day, for, I don't know, this is going to be an interesting development to see what happens with the money that's supposed to be going to Matthew Perry from, uh, you know, the Friends royalties. They were guaranteed $20 million a year in perpetuity. Perpetuity sounds so crazy. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually perpetuity, but they still were getting, to this day, $20 million uh, So a maybe year. there was a specific line in the contract that says, until your death. And, and yeah. uh, it doesn't go on until a trust for your family or anyone else. I'm surprised executives at NBC Universal weren't, like, picking them off. Yeah. <laughs> picking them out. <laughs> to yeah. save, those, save those $20 million a year for all those. So his family doesn't get it? The estate? Well, that's what me and Mark were talking about it a second ago. We don't know if it's still going to go to a trust or if it's like the second he dies, that's it. Yeah. Because uh, obviously news of this death is going to create massive uh, amounts of views on Netflix, which I believe is where Friends is located right now. Is it Or is it on Peacock? It might now? be Peacock. Peacock would make more sense. I think it actually sunsetted on Netflix like a couple of years ago. And they're like, all right, you know, your time in the in the uh, sunshine is done. In yeah. the, the Mr. Sunshine. One of his lesser known shows. Lesser known shows. Mr. He, Sunshine. Sunshine. Mr. I can Sunshine. Talk. Yeah. He did try to follow up the success with, with uh, other shows. Like, he was it um, 30 on the Sunset Strip or something? Or <laughs> No, it was called Studio 60 Studio on the Sunset 60. Strip that aired at the same time as 30 Rock. Uh, yeah, that's both, what I was thinking of 30 Rock. Yeah. Both behind the scenes at a comedy show. And his was written by Aaron Sorkin, and it failed to launch. Mm. Yeah. Nobody liked it. Uh, Sorkin hot off the the newsroom. Yeah. Well, before the newsroom, but yeah. Yeah. Hot off the West Wing. Yeah. Well, I can't go wrong there. But, you know, there's something more dramatic about seeing the president work through world conflicts and then seeing writers doing coke. Yeah. Talking about what dick jokes to throw in a TV show. Yeah. (laughs) It was less interesting on Studio 60 than the White House. Yeah. 
Uh, Matthew Perry was the snarky kind of witty guy on Friends. Yeah. Could I be any more snarky? (laughs) (laughs) He invented that phrase. Could I be any more this? Yeah. I think he was like in the first scene of the pilot or something. Remember he was stuck in the ATM in the pilot with some very, some knockout blonde and there was like a power outage and he was stuck in there. I think that was the pilot. So I, I don't remember. I wasn't much of a Friends watcher. Me neither, but I do remember it starting up and I was like, could this show be any better? <laughs> <laughs> and in his book, Matthew Perry claimed that he invented an entire style of comedy that was popular in the 1990s. Yeah, he was like that guy in the office uh, that is just like, you know, he always has that perfect witty thing to say, like, you know, could this lunch be any worse? Yeah. (laughs) And a detachment. (laughs) Yes. Like he doesn't want to be there. Hey, anybody know a good tailor? You need some clothes altered? No, no, I'm just looking for a man to draw on me with chalk. He always had that kind of very waspy kind of look and feel. You said he was Canadian. Well, yeah, he is American and Canadian. He spent a lot of time in Canada and Los Angeles. Yeah. He was born in Williamstown, Massachusetts, though. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Western Mass. Yeah. Williams College and right next door, the shitty state school that I went to, North Adams State. That's where my sister went for like a semester. It was North Adams, but then it turned into another school, right? MCLA, Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts. That town, speaking of spooky towns, like North Adams, that's a fucking spooky place. Yeah. Yeah. And North Adams was like uh, better than the actual town of Adams, which was like the scarier part. (laughs) Adams was like the dump. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he moved to Canada where his mom served as press secretary to Canadian Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau. Wow. Really? And then his mom married Keith Morrison from Dateline. What? Wow. Which is who Bill Hader makes fun of. Well, that, yeah. mu- that yeah. must have been wild. So excited when a death happens. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bill Hader's impersonation of him is better than Morrison doing himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Perry's dad lived in Los Angeles. And so when he was in his teenage years, he moved to Los Angeles. That's a crazy life as a kid, just yeah. going to L.A. all of a sudden. Like, yeah. Nuts. I mean, a lot of people were saying that he probably died of an overdose. But as of right now, what we're being told is that he had a heart attack in his jacuzzi and that there were no drugs found in his house. Yeah. Uh, Mark's a little bit more cynical on that, saying they had a fucking cleanup crew. <laughs> Man, a little skeptical. Well, you're the one that said it was like a Ray Donovan crew or something. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Well, that well, we learned in um, the Heath Ledger episode that sometimes there are some people around who, you know, will do some cleaning up. Like the first call. Get the Olsons on the horn. The first call is not to 911. It's to The Olsen else. twins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet you the Olsen twins have like a like a militia on call if they need it. You yeah. Know? And this first call was to Lisa Kudrow. Nice. <laughs> Allegedly. We don't know anything. Smelly cat. I liked Friends. It was okay. kind of just like a, something to watch before you just got to Seinfeld. It, it wasn't like the main attraction. Something to watch before you got to the single guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before you turn the TV off for a half hour. Yeah. That was the real thing anchoring down must-see TV was the single guy. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a can't-miss 
it was called must see TV in the nineties. That combo in those two time slots yep. of Friends and Seinfeld that could make shows. So if they're good enough, clearly <laughs> the single guy, as much as they shoved it down our throats, it was not good enough to actually get off the ground on its own. Yeah, uh, Friends was clearly the biggest thing he was on. Uh, like you said, Mr. Sunshine tried. He later co-developed and starred in the revival of the CBS sitcom The Odd Couple, portraying oh, yeah. Oscar. They've been trying to bring that back like every 10 years. Yeah. And he did a show called Go On about a support group for people that lost a loved one. Oh. Doesn't that sound funny? Yeah. The yeah. title of the show is the opposite of what anyone said about it. <laughs> like, oh, have you seen the show Go On? Go On. People be like, stop talking. I hate this. Okay. <laughs> 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 go off it, it was, the yeah, air Kyle off, right yeah, now yeah. get off the air get out of here and <laughs> there's a piece of trivia he and Michael J. Fox are the only two guys that had the number one TV show and the number one movie at the same time are you trying to tell me that what is it the not the longest year. the whole 10 yards the, oh, whole, the whole 10 yards no the whole nine yards. Whole nine yards. The first yeah. one, yeah. The whole ten yards is the sequel that nobody, <laughs> literally nobody wanted. Yeah. Jimmy the Tulip is back, and he hasn't lost his touch. Jimmy, don't shoot! It's me! It's us! I know! Okay, that almost hit me! Isn't the, the writer of that the one that uh, he did Game of Thrones, David Benioff? Oh, I do not know that. Can you look up the whole nine yards who actually wrote that? Sure. I, I thought he was like... Mitchell Kapner. Ah, never mind. I'm yeah. Off. yeah. You're starting a rumor. I, well, I remember David Benioff's wife is Amanda Peet, actually, and she is in the whole nine yards and ten yards. Yeah. yeah. Starring Bruce Willis, who is not doing well right now. He's apparently completely nonverbal, which mm. is brutal to hear. So is Matthew Perry. Yeah, this is a curse of the whole <laughs> oh, nine boy. yards. Yeah. Wow. What? That, that was Jesus dark. Too soon? Christ. Yeah, very too soon. 25 minutes too soon? And then uh, Mr. Delphi Killer lookalike Kevin Pollock was also in this movie. So. <laughs> well, this is like the current Mike, Michael Clark Duncan dead. Oh, yeah. boy. My, Matthew Perry dead. Bruce, Bruce Willis in kind of rough shape. Amanda Peet's career. Dead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Rosanna Arquette's career. Dead. <laughs> oh, whoa. What bothers me about the sequel, though, is that it's not even a phrase. The whole nine yards, that's a phrase. Yeah. The whole 10 yards is not a phrase. Yeah, that's true. Why didn't they just call it the whole nine yards too? Or another nine yards? Hey, here's some more yards for you. <laughs> hey, you on the couch, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> there's anyway. a couple more yards. Couple more yards. Well, well, there's one more yard because <laughs> so now it's not. It's 19 yards so far. Yeah, <laughs> the 20th yard we're waiting. For. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was number one. Friends was number one, and for Michael J. Fox, it was Back to the Future and Family Ties. Oh, wow. I thought you were talking about Spin City. Different. Uh, uh, well, yeah. that was on the air alongside Friends on a different network. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, want to correct one thing? Mm -hmm. uh, Friends is streaming. If you have a subscription to Hulu or Amazon Prime, uh, it's mostly it's on Max. Oh, and you can see it for free on the TBS app. So okay. if you have subscriptions to any of those, it's free. Everything Got it. is so confusing with like all this. Like I sound like such a like an elderly person. I'm like it's so confusing. <laughs> but there is like like where's Yellowstone? Like where are these shows? Where where's yeah. this? It's I don't know. on this this week, but next week it's on you know. 
you know, Paramount Plus Plus. Could I don't know where be I, any more confusing. <laughs> ah, yeah, see, that guy was on to something. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get a joke out here. Hey. Let's hear it, let's hear it. I don't know where I am sometimes. <sighs> I, I would rather it okay, not be here. Right oh my God. <laughs> you really had something locked and loaded there. He's like, <laughs> you had a piece of gold that you were holding down there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Rumpelstiltskin over here. Yeah. <laughs> Twirling some gold. Rumpel no skin. Yeah. Well, to get serious for a moment. I think that it's interesting. This guy, who you would assume had it all, hit TV show, $20 million a year now, so many years after its run. Yeah. He was unhappy pretty much the whole time. Yeah. I think he just had a predilection to drugs. Like He had other health issues related to his drug use. Uh, he His colon burst from opioid overuse, causing yeah. him to spend two weeks in a coma. Five months hospitalized and to use a colostomy bag for nine months. And that wow. was relatively recent, right? He had a 2% chance to live, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, anybody who does opiates for a long time, like the biggest thing about that is that, uh, I mean, not it the biggest thing. It fucks with your but, stomach. Yeah. Man. One of the yeah. things is that you're constipated chronically. Mm. So, yeah, he got a perforated uh, small intestine from all the compacted shit that he had inside of him yeah this is only a couple of years ago this yeah. isn't like you know 1996 or anything yeah his 2018 his addiction began in uh 1997 after a jet ski accident and he became addicted to vicodin and then that eventually made him susceptible to alcohol abuse which kind of annoyed people he was working with because he would show up hungover all the time to the front set so oh really yeah uh, in 2000, he was hospitalized with pancreatitis due to alcohol abuse. And that's something that can happen with pill abuse as well. So Man. there was a lot of fallout personally and health-wise for him. And it affected his career in Serving Sarah, the movie he did with Austin Powers, Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. He was so incoherent that he had to go back and redub his lines. Wow. Serving Sarah. You are the vet, right? Yes, I am the vet. A bull is lighting a cigarette in there because of me. I'm going to need a minute. I've never seen that one. I'm, I'd be interested to go back and see if you can tell. I watched it. It's bad. It Does it look like a Hong Kong like fucking martial arts movie? It's a lifeless <laughs> movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No pun intended. Oh, boy. oh, I didn't even mean God. it. Like you guys that. are messed up. Yikes. I'm usually the darkest one on the Cripes. Really sickos today. And let's check out that clip we have from Primetime Live when Diane Sawyer interviewed him not even a year ago. Wow, that's it's that close. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Because he was promoting his book called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. Serving Sarah. Four percent approval rate on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Man, so, that's the the lowest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it earns every percentage. They're, point. Do, they're doing you like can... Thelma numbers on there. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits demons over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world tune in to hometown ghost stories live on youtube every tuesday night at 9 p.m eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted 
you can only get three points lower. Or Velma, that's the name. Oh, Velma, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you thought they did a uh, standalone movie with just Velma? With yeah. <laughs> that's got to be her dead in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's better than the whole 10 yards guy. Yeah. yeah. Mom? Oh, <laughs> science foyer. Oh, that Matthew Perry. Really wonderful to see you. Please, wow. Matthew Perry is 53 years old, but he knows most of us will always remember when we first saw him. Okay, who wants light cheese and who wants dark cheese? Chandler Bing, played by an actor who was effortlessly so fast and original. <laughs> Friends, lovers, and the big terrible thing. You start with a thunderclap. First page. Hi, my name is Matthew, although you may know me by another name. My friends call me Maddie, and I should be dead. Yeah. Your disease is just outside, just doing one-arm push-ups, just waiting, just waiting for you. Waiting to get you alone. Because alone, you lose to the disease. And now I finally feel okay and feel like I've got some strength. He doesn't sound great. No, and I watched that entire interview at the time. And I hate to say it, but I didn't think he had long for this world. Really? Based on that colon explosion incident yeah. where he had a 2% chance of yeah. surviving, was it 2%? But yeah, yeah. like uh, what long of a span is that 2%? You know, it's still like just because he survived that week doesn't mean, you know, he survived. And he also looked nothing like himself. No. In that interview and in his whole book tour. Yeah. And it's just kind of sad because you could just tell that he was very weak and, you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah, he was on Bill Maher. He didn't look great there, but he told some interesting stories about, like, his drug days. He told that crazy story of where he would go to, like, open houses and just start looking through, like, the pill draws and stuff mm -hmm. for, like, st for drugs when he was really desperate for it. And it's like... Just how down and out he really got. It's like, crazy. yeah, because he figured people weren't thinking, oh, I think Chandler Bing is going to rob us. Is, <laughs> is raiding my medicine cabinet right yeah. now. <laughs> Can I be any more addicted? <laughs> yeah, the book is very open. It's fascinating. Can you imagine a friend you invited into your house that you know is making 20 million a year is like going through your shit and stealing it? Like, yeah. that's the whole thing. How did he end up like this? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think it's just a predilection. I think it is a um, it's in the blood or something. You know, it's what people have mm. in them inside of them. You know, the addiction gene. Yeah, it's real. I mean, we've all seen it firsthand, but sure. this was taken to a crazy level. And you think, you know, it's such a cliche that's just like, oh, this is a guy that had everything. It should be happy. And yeah, yeah. it just doesn't work out. that. But way. we're seeing like really the ending spurts of it. I'm sure the people close to him have been seeing this their entire life. Oh, just definitely. Like at, Since at some the 90s. point they write him off. They, you know, they welcome back in their life. And, you know, it's kind of that seesaw back and forth of like not wanting to deal with him. You know, just because it's just like you see like a slow motion death, you know, in front of you your entire life. It's very hard to look at sometimes. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Just like a slow motion crash. Yeah. That you're just witnessing for years. And it sucks, too, because it's easy to write off addicts that are just assholes. And you're like, oh, go fuck off. But it's like a nice guy. Everybody loved him. So like, yeah. that's what makes it so tough. Exactly. Is that you want this guy to get help because he's such a fucking good person and always making people laugh and always has jokes. And it's like. That those that's the tough ones. Yeah. And the book, there's not a lot of flattering things in it. 
So he's willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. And he said that was his crusade at the end to help as many people as he could. Yeah. Because he admitted because he was Chandler Bing, a lot of people were interested in what he had to say. Mm. Yeah. And I applaud that because, you know, some of the stuff he writes that he did, I wouldn't write that about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that lets you know he doesn't have too big of an ego. And that also plays to the fact that he was a likable person because people who are able to talk about themselves in a reflecting type of way mm -hmm. are not generally assholes. There's like, this always comes up and I've talked to people about this. There's like implosive addicts and explosive addicts. So like if you're a fucking booze hound that just gets mad and you throw everything and you beat people up, like those are the explosive types. The same level of hatred you have towards other people when you get like that when it's an implosive person, you're just doing that to yourself inside. Yeah. yeah. And that's the sad yeah, part. Yeah, there's some people that, like, they ghost ride their cars into people's houses and shit. Yeah. And, like, there's other people that just, you know, drive a car over their own chest. You yeah, know, exactly. That's, that's the difference. Mm -hmm. Yes. They, you know, they're not trying to hurt other people or the entire world. It's just kind of inward. Yeah, they're just thrashing themselves inside. Well, the only person he uh, was not looking to help was Keanu Reeves, who some he got some flack from the book for saying that Keanu Reeves should have been the one who died and not, oh, and not, that's right. not River Phoenix. I forgot about that. He meant it more as a joke. Yeah, it, he didn't mean How it. is Keanu Reeves still here and yet River Phoenix is dead? Which is also a joke that he pretty much took from Bill Hicks. Yeah. Because Bill Hicks would always joke about, like, you know, uh, all the good music. John Lennon's dead, but the new kids on the block are fucking thriving. And then... Uh, Dennis Leary took that joke and said, why is Ted Kennedy the only Kennedy still alive? Yeah. <laughs> he Much like he took a lot of the act of Bill Hicks, he's like, why the fuck is this Kennedy still alive? You know, yeah. all these other ones just like, I don't know. Yeah, Dennis Leary, fuck off. That, that, that was the industry joke about Dennis Leary. Uh, it was like, because the name of Dennis Leary's first special was No Cure for Cancer. Yeah. And Bill Hicks died of cancer. So they would say, uh, why does Dennis Leary have a career and Bill Hicks doesn't? Because there's no cure for cancer. Yes. Yeah. So. It was almost word for word. Kinda. Yeah. 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 He just steal a lot of shit. Yeah. And his old like mannerisms and stuff. But yeah, Matthew Perry was trying to mirror that joke. Definitely. But it was the wrong person because Keanu's also another person that's like super beloved off yeah. screen. It was yeah. odd. Yeah. And Perry appeared with Phoenix in the movie A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon in 1988. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that movie. Maybe that's, maybe he really pissed him off or something. Or may, no, the opposite of that. Maybe he really liked them. And maybe he's like, that. that's a really talented guy. And I see big things for River. Oh, for River. Yeah, he loved yeah. River. He did. Yeah. Okay. That's what he's saying. Yeah. He was lamenting that River had to die. And yet someone like Keanu yeah. lived. It always seems to be the really talented guys who go down. Why is it that original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks amongst us? Maybe because he's disrespecting him because of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. That's why he's like, you know, has a... <laughs> there may have been some beef, who knows? Yeah. What, what, what would he have a problem with that for? I, I don't know. Just that he didn't like the movie? No, but he thought it's like not considered not acting. art house acting. Yeah, yeah but art neither is Friends. Yeah. <laughs> exactly and neither is the whole nine or ten yards well i i remember hearing the story of matthew perry wanted to become like he did want to become a bigger movie actor than he was yeah and obviously he didn't need the money but he just wanted to like sink his teeth into like bigger and juicier roles and i remember he said this 
on this BBC show, he was uh, like a talk show. He was telling the story about one night, and I think it was New York. He was like drinking out on the town, you know, hanging out with all these filmmakers and stuff after like uh, some big showing of a movie or something. <laughs> and he sees, he comes upon the director and writer M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Hot off of the six set. Hot off of everything, <laughs> yeah. Before he started taking that downward dip, I think, in his movie making. Yeah. And he's like, holy shit, he's hanging out. They're going bar they're to bar. like Partying, partying. shit face. Yeah, shots, you know, <laughs> you name it. They're, they're, they're painting the town red. Yeah, it's then, a montage. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> of them taking shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holding each other up while they yeah. throw up. They're listening to Flow Rider or something. You know, they're really killing it in New York. I'll hold your hair. Yeah. <laughs> they're like best of friends. And my Chiamalan and Matthew Perry are like the fucking best new power couple in Hollywood. And he's already he's already, you know, cashing the checks. And next thing he knows, he is going to the bathroom. He's already blackout drunk. He Bumps into a friend. He goes, oh, I'm just hanging out over here with my friend, new friend, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> and his friend looks over in the corner. He goes, that's not M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> that was the twist. <laughs> that, was the, that, as they call it, the twist. <laughs> it's actually Paul Giamatti. Yeah. But that was, he was way off. Yeah. It's like not even an Indian American. Yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the way the story ended was that he saw M. Night Shyamalan and was like, remember, we fucking... Oh, was he was that, like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> well, he told it that other... I'm sure he had eight different ways of yeah. telling the story. But <laughs> none, of them, none of them make him seem like a good... Like he was like a... <laughs> Like the great person in it. He was like, you know, that's why I think to your point, Kyle, he didn't mind making himself look a little ridiculous. Yeah. If Even telling the, that story, that would make him look good. like racist. But he's yeah, a maybe racist. fucking idiot. Yeah. Like and that. he's on British television <laughs> right. telling the story. It was really Dr. Sanjay Gupta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was Aziz Ansari. No, those are the funniest. People every once in a while will like post on TikTok or Instagram saying like, oh, my God, I had the best night with this celebrity. Then I realized it wasn't them. Who the fuck did I meet? Yeah. <laughs> Another interesting story from his book is that he was very good friends with Craig Bierko in the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Bierko. I remember him. And so they would parade around L.A., you know, going for the same roles, all that jazz. And Craig was actually offered the part of Chandler on Friends. Oh, wow. And I could see that, actually. And then he turned it down. Oh, man. That would be one of those that, like, a kick in the gut. Like, what the fuck did I just do? And yeah. so Matthew said, you know, I'm going in to read for this, too. And he gets the part, and Craig resented him for years. Really? Wow. Well, you fucking turn it down. Well. It's not like he, like, set up some, like, Machiavellian, like, scam to, like, make sure he couldn't make it to, you know, the yeah. casting call or anything. Like you, you could not be upset with someone over something like that because... If you're invited to do the pilot, you're not necessarily going to be the person that's casting the role. Yeah. This was a big thing, actually, during the creation of Full House. They originally had this guy who was a stand-up comic, and he's like, you know, clean cut. And they flew him all the way. He was like living- Sam Kennison. He was living in the Midwest somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And he got flown in to do the pilot and played Danny Tanner. And they had like this huge overall deal for him and paid him a bunch of money. And they're like, you're going to be the next guy. They did the pilot and they were like, this pilot sucks with this guy. And then they wow. recast him with so Bob Saget. How one role like that can just like drag down an entire show. There's mm -hmm. footage of the actual pilot that's out there and they show the contrast between this guy and 
Bob Saget, and Bob Saget obviously blows him so up. much. Great, just <laughs> destroys this guy. His acting job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like how he is, how Bob Saget was. Yeah, uh, it's not like he's like doing like the Joker or something. It's just him being himself. Yeah, this guy John Posey was the original person. He was uh, no well, relation to Parker Posey. <laughs> yeah, so he. So my point is that even if you get the role originally, you're not getting the role. You're getting the pilot. Yeah. And so why hold it against Matthew Perry for actually getting it? Because they would have probably realized anyway, this isn't the right guy and then reshot it with Matthew Perry. Yeah, you that Matthew Perry is that they are all that character. Like there's nobody that stands out that you're like, oh, that's not the person. Like that dude created that character with his acting style and his quirkiness and his fucking wittiness in timing. He was great. And I enjoy Craig Bierko, but yeah, I cannot picture him as Chandler. Yeah. But that entire casting of Friends, you know, say what you will about the show. It's all amazing. It it, it all makes it really click. And yeah, there was an art to casting and to pilot, you know, like multi-camera TV series. Now they just throw them together because they haven't had one work in so long that they're like, this isn't going to fucking work anyway. So why are we even bothering making a multi-cam sitcom? Yeah. Sensation is an understatement for friends because even Jennifer Aniston's hair yeah. was People all copied over the it. place. Yeah. yeah. It was a thing. Yep. And then now Gen Z loves friends. Friends is still a thing. Yeah. yeah, that is so rare. And as time goes on, multicam sitcoms are a tough sell for younger people. Like it's just, it seems like such an outdated format. That's and- such a weird dynamic that that kids now are looking into that. Like my generation, where wasn't watching Taxi and like, yeah, like I'm getting into this now. Yeah, because it was not that good. <laughs> Taxi was great. What do you? No, I know, about? but thank you very much. But I'm not gonna. Go. Overpraise it either. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as slickly done, maybe. It was a little rough around the edge. It was better than the movie taxi with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon's not related. Just drunk as a skunk. <laughs> maybe I'm poisoned by Andy Kaufman's interpretation of taxi. Yeah. Where he Lata. makes it seem like the worst corporate commercial. Yeah, I think so. I think he did make it seem like by now, like that would be. You know, a Martin Scorsese movie. (laughs) Yeah. But I even saw a young person on YouTube saying that they watched the entire series of Friends and they did this intense analysis on why it's so great. Yeah. Yeah. One of our listeners commented that uh, they've watched it nine times in a row. like Nine times. From front to back. Nine times. (laughs) They Jeffrey Jonesed the Friends series nine times. That's a lot. Yeah. And I remember in college... There was this friend, she was like, I just rented the Friends DVDs and I've been watching season four and it's so interesting to watch back to back to see the arc of Monica and Chandler. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what are you, nuts? <laughs> a lot a lot of celebrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> what are you analyzing that for? You're choosing to watch Friends on <laughs> DVD? But I'm in the minority and I don't dislike Friends. I'm just not a friend head. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Um, you ain't no friend of theirs. So many celebrity uh, spots there. Like uh, Brad Pitt was on it once. Yep. Oh, yeah. That she was the future husband of Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. That's true. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe they met there. Uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah. And she dated Matthew Perry for a short time. That's right. And yeah. he broke up with her for the hell of it, he said. Really? He had no reason why. Oh, my wow. God. Just to see what you'd do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. kind of crazy life he had. Yeah. yeah. 
Giovanni Ribisi. Scientologist extraordinaire. Before he was writing letters of support for Danny Masterson. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Kath- Shit list. <laughs> Shit list. Kathleen Turner as Chandler's dad. Ooh. Elliot Gould as <laughs> as um Ross's dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. That did cause controversy, Kyle. I'm sure it did. Because it was a trans woman. Yeah. Oh. Played by Kathleen Turner. Wow. And you can't do that these days. Nope. Yeah. Well, yeah, no one from that cast really did anything except for Jennifer Aniston. So, well, Courtney Cox, she did Cougar Town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she did David Arquette. If you know what I mean. Whoa, Courtney Cox became the staple, one of the staples of the Scream franchise. That's true. Yeah. Yes, uh, which we talked about in another Patreon short coming out. Yep. Gail Weathers. Gail, Gail Weathers. Weathers yep. Yeah. Recently in Scream Six. Yes. Jennifer Aniston, huge movie career. Yep. Lisa Kudrow, what is she up to? She did a great show called The Comeback, which was amazing after Friends. That was the, funny. The word on the street is uh, there was an HBO executive that hated her or hated someone else affiliated with the show and canceled it, even though everyone loved The Comeback. Wow. So they waited 10 years and then like, they brought it back then. That was an HBO? Yeah. 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 It's very wow. funny. And she yeah. had a catchphrase. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. Wait, is that for real? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was supposed to be cheesy. Yeah, yeah. What's the show about? It's about a has-been actress trying to make a comeback oh, wow. on a reality show. Yeah. So uh, it's a mockumentary style. Was she like a sitcom star? Yeah. In it? yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense to have a catchphrase then. Yeah. That's funny. I don't need to see that. <laughs> the first season superior, I think, to the second. Uh, yeah. But both very enjoyable. Very nice. Yeah. And then Matt LeBlanc. Uh, yeah, had that TV show. Ed, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> where the monkey plays baseball. Yeah. No, but he had the Joey LeBlanc show too, right? <laughs> the Joey LeBlanc show. It was just Joey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just Joey, like just Ken. Apparently that was terrible. The show Joey, it didn't last very long. No. It lasted, though, two seasons. Yeah. But yeah. still. It was probably originally greenlit for two seasons, and they were like, we're getting the fuck out of here. That was an expensive disappointment. I'm sure. Oh, good. That was supposed to be the Frasier of Fred. The follow Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He thought everyone loved Joey, and how you doing? He's just going to say do- that five times, uh, you know. <sighs> A show, and yeah, people go nuts. And yeah. Schwimmer was the original breakout heartthrob, starring in such theatrical sensations as the pallbearer. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he'll be a pallbearer for... <laughs> oh Jesus. Why? What? Yeah. Well, he's got a history. He's got background. Then he went on to direct movies like Run, Fat Boy, Run, and a anti-pedophile movie called Trust. Yeah, he's all over the map <laughs> with everything he's done. And he played Robert Kardashian in the O.J. Simpson. He was great. In- oh, and yeah. I couldn't stand him in that because he kept going juice. There was a What's dr- going yeah. on, juice. There was a drinking game going online saying every time Schwimmer says juice, take a drink, and you'll be fucking black. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> You'd be as drunk as Matthew Perry by then. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) And then John Travolta's eyebrows like this. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. (laughs) I love it, though. It's it's typical Ryan Murphy. It's over the top. Yeah. Um, Also, I wanted to say about that... he was on Curb. David Schwimmer was on Curb. Okay. Oh, that was a pretty, right, pretty yeah. funny uh, episode. It was pretty, pretty, pretty funny. Pretty, pretty friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else about Matthew Perry? <sighs> what a life. Yeah. Again, we come back to the hot tub or the jacuzzi. 
dead in a very nice neighborhood of Los Angeles, you know, still doing pretty well. And and I think legend. that you said heart attack. Yeah, they, they got a 911 call for cardiac arrest. That is believable that it wasn't drug use because he did seem so ill. Yeah. His bones were failing him. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just an organ breakdown over the years. We learned this with Carrie Fisher and numerous other celebrities that also partake in cocaine. Like, cocaine really does a fucking number on your heart. So even years after you've been sober, your heart's pretty much destroyed. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people that do cocaine for years and years of their life rarely make it past their 60s. Oof. And like we said, he had pancreatitis, which is crazy to be able to get out of. Um, you can have chronic or acute attacks. Luckily, his was acute, but it could have been chronic and ruined him for life, and he would have died much earlier. So he had a lot of bullets that he dodged, but uh, yeah, in the end, not great. He couldn't dodge the hot tub. Yeah. That must have been a tough last couple of years of friends with him, like just kind of going through, you know, the early stages of his addiction and stuff and just like... You know, the crew, cast and crew there that he was working with, like you were saying, Kyle, must have been must have been rough. Yeah, there was a clip I saw recently that I'm trying to find and I can't find it right now. But it was during the Friends reunion. And I don't know if it was an outtake or what, but I'm surprised when they said he was dead at 54. I was like, holy shit, because I thought he was like in his late 60s. Yeah, because in that he was just so out of it. He didn't even know he was on camera. And like David Schwimmer or somebody else is telling a story or Matt LeBlanc is telling a story. And he's sitting right next to him in one of those, you know, studio chairs. And he's looking over at people talking in the background and he's going, shh, shut up, shh, stop talking, he's talking. And they turn to him and they're like, you know, you're on camera, right? And he's like, no. And just, he just looked so old and frail and oh, out of it God. that frail I is the word surprised that he was 54 when he died. Cause I was like, holy shit, he's gotta be like 65 years old. Do you remember in the show though, when he would get like really skinny and then he would get like, gain a lot more weight back. His would, face would get swollen. Yeah, yeah. It would just, it would just change. So quickly. it fluctuated depending on whether he was into alcohol at that time or pills. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being incredibly impressed with the other five actors. I just thought this was the best casting I had ever seen. Um, we really, we really got close because of that experience too. Okay, I gotta ask, who's making the who's 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 uh, Is that the girl? And you're on camera. Uh, I know. Yeah, this is a three shot. Are you going to three Sorry, shot I, seeing me do that? <laughs> I think so. I look crazy. <laughs> I look like crazy. That just made my day. I'm going to do this while Matthew's talking. <laughs> so. The swim. I thought I wasn't on camera, and we're hearing the other interviews. <laughs> so I thought people were just talking. They just do it to you every single time. This, this is like old times. I mean, it, this makes girls me totally like, upstaging the guy. Yeah, I didn't know that women women watch porn now. What the fuck? Was that? <laughs> <laughs> that Louis? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in that footage, like he just seemed medicated out of it, and his teeth were clearly very overdone. They looked like dentures. I was like, he's got to be in his sixties now. But he's only fifty-four, which. As a kid, I would think that's old, but that's still like a fucking kid to me. Sure, look at Swimmer yeah. and LeBlanc. They looked great. They yeah. still look like themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's brutal. Well, he also played Ted Kennedy in a, a biopic about Ted Kennedy. Um, Did he? Yeah, he played Ted Kennedy in the Kennedy, the TV show, about 
the Kennedy family. It's funny because he played Ted Kennedy. And he didn't really have to change much or like, no, he just kind of, talk like this. I just talk like this now. I am Matthew Perry, yeah, but he, different. Uh, I thought she was dead. I did not have the strength to pull her out of the water. (laughs) Not the movie with that guy, uh, Jason Clark, or something, or one of those. The one that was produced by Kyle's old boss, Byron Allen. Oh no, that was Chappaquiddick. Uh, that was Chappaquiddick. Yeah. Chappaquiddick, yeah. Fuck that movie. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Comics unleashed. You couldn't be more leashed. Couldn't be more. I never leashed. felt more leashed. Wait, the Kennedys uh, after Camelot. Yeah, in oh. 2017 he played that. Wow. Well, that recent. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was the last of his uh, acting. Was in 2017 with the Kennedys after Camelot. Yeah. She drowned. What was she doing in the water? She was in a car that drove over a bridge. That's all the information I have right now. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't even know that that was a show. I didn't either. I I remember just seeing the stills. I'm like, he looks like um, not that different than what he looks like in real life playing Ted Kennedy here. Yeah, I mean, in 2017, it seemed like a great year. He had the odd couple, the good fight. And the Kennedys after Camelot Seemed playing like he was Ted bad. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. And like, he looked like himself in The Odd Couple. Yeah. There was a drop-off probably when his colon exploded. Mm. Okay. Where it just took a toll. Yeah. Well, people do opioids for a long time, and they just, you know, they're functioning drug addicts, kind of. Kristen Johnson from Third Rock from the Sun was an addict. Really? She would do an insane amount of pills a day, as Matthew Perry said. Wow. We're talking like 50 painkillers at a time. Holy shit. I saw her out on the the, uh, picket the other day. She looked great. Yeah, she's doing well now, but at one point she wasn't. Her stomach exploded, and she wrote a book about it called Guts. No way. Really? No Is relation they- to Nickelodeon's Guts. No. Do, 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 do you have it? Guts! <laughs> We're going to go to the leaderboard boat. <laughs> <laughs> she considered that, but still named it Guts anyway. Yeah. All up in them Guts. On purpose. Yeah. So that you'd Google Guts looking for Nickelodeon and finding her. Uh. Instead of the aggro crag, it's her perforated <laughs> rectum. <laughs> she should have called it Double Dare. <laughs> so I think that's all we got on Matthew that's Perry, unless you guys have more. No. I'm sure more will come in as, you know, because we're still, yeah, this it's is a still a little fresh. Very recent development. Like I said, within the hour, this has happened. So we don't know much. But it's we still, do know that we love Matthew Perry and his work. We yes, do. Absolutely. We salute you. Yep. Yep. We'll be there for you. The rain comes to fall. Kyle's cringing over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll let you guys take it from me. <laughs> yeah. That song was a big hit in the 90s. The Rembrandts. It was like their only song. Yeah. Do you yeah. need another song? Could you write a song that is bigger than yeah. that? I have uh, footage of me performing that song at Hampton Beach in New Hampshire. Really? Because they had uh, this walk-in like music video shop where you would go in and they'd give you all the like sets a, on a, a shop where they played Christopher Walken videos? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think I'd rather watch the Sapruder film. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this, let me know if in your town... I said the Sapruder film. You had a green screen music video shop. You could walk in with your friends and 
perform your own music video and get a VHS of it because uh, we did that. No, we did have that. I think there was one in Natick. There was one in Hampton Beach. I would go there every year for my oh, birthday. Yeah. And I have one doing Green Day when I come around and Rembrandt's. I'll be there for you because that's what my sister wanted to do. So. Well, we'll throw that on the Patreon or something. Oh, actually, we could because I have the... That would be good. All Stuff right. <laughs> Another reason to join our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, come check out me performing when I was nine years old. Yeah. Could yeah. we be any more shameless promoting <laughs> our Patreon? Yeah. We cannot. So go over there, patreon.com slash death and entertainment. But you already know that because this is Patreon only, right? No. No, oh, okay. We're going to put it out there to the Oh, uh, fine. We'll give it to the peasants, too. Whoa. <laughs> the plebes. Oh, well, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Here's a toast. You did good, kid. Yep. (laughs) 